Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane with the Brian Kane podcast today, and I'm uber excited to bring to you my favorite athlete on the planet. I get asked a question a lot. Brian, you've had a chance to work with UFC world champions, Olympic medalists, Heisman Trophy winners, Cy Young Award winners. Who's your favorite athlete? And I always say it's Taylor Dawkins. Taylor Dawkins is one of the most inspiring people you will likely ever meet in your life. During high school, she was one of the most dominant athletes in the country, posting a 33-1 record as a softball pitcher and garnering the honor of the Gatorade National Player of the Year. Today, she's a star for the Cal State Fullerton softball team and still competing in the circle. Now, all of this is impressive, but it's even more inspiring when you learn that since high school, Taylor has been battling a rare form of cancer and she regularly undergoes chemotherapy treatments while also balancing a life as an elite student athlete. But perhaps the most inspiring thing about Taylor isn't what she's accomplished on the field or even in her personal life. It's the positive spirit and energy that she brings to everything that she does. So it is an absolute privilege and an honor to welcome Taylor Dawkins to the podcast. Taylor, how you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you? Doing fantastic. I appreciate you taking time to join us. Of you know, course. to start off, if you would, let's talk, let's talk about softball. How'd you first discover the sport? Um, so I started playing when I was six years old. Um, I wanted to become a pitcher uh, after watching Stacy Nelson play for the University of Washington at the College World Series and watching her demeanor on and off the field and just how fun the game looked. And I just really wanted to be underneath those lights on that big field playing, you know, just for the, you know, a college of my dream. And just watching them play was just really awesome. So right when I was watching uh, her pitch, I turned to my mom and I said, mom, I want to do that. And right away, I think I was in kindergarten or first grade. My mom started me in lessons and I just took it from there. Um, I, at first, I was not very good at six years old, but then I started picking up a lot more and started travel ball when I was 10 and um, won my first national championship when I was 10 and then played. I've been playing ever since. So you win a national championship when you're 10 years old. Yeah. Let's fast forward to high school. Yes. Let's fast forward to high school. It's 2016 mm -hmm. and you're one of the most dominant athletes in the country in your sport and you go compete in a tournament. And, and while you're there, you start experiencing some, some severe abdominal pain. Tell us what happened. Yes. So we went to Colorado for a softball tournament for my travel ball team. And during that time we were there, I started getting some back symptoms. I was actually feeling kind of not feeling well for eight months prior to the, my diagnosis, but I was not feeling very well and was like having stomach pain, back pain, and uh, had like a little bit of like the chills fever. And when we were in Colorado, my pain got really, really bad. And I called my mom because she was at the store trying to get something for me to feel better. And I just could not really breathe. My eyes were bloodshot. I was definitely running a fever. So I called her. She came back. And then she called my coach. And he came up to my room and said that we need to get her to the emergency room right away. So that night, I got rushed to the emergency room. And they took blood uh, samples. And my, they saw that my uh, liver panel was coming back abnormal. So they weren't really sure what that meant. So they were like, okay, we might want to do a scan on her abdomen just to make sure that everything's okay. 
okay. So they did the scan and um, a great si a great fruit sized tumor in my liver uh, came back and they said that um, it possibly could be cancer, but they weren't sure. Uh, but the doctor said once she sees um, something like that, she kind of thinks that it would possibly be cancer. And then I also had a tiny spot on my lung, uh, but they weren't really sure what that was, but I needed to have surgery away immediately. So that's what happened. And how old are you at this time? I was 17 years old when I found out. Yeah. So you're 17, you're 17 years old. You're one of the top softball players in the country. Yeah. And now you're going through this. What was that like for you? Um, it was more of complete shock. I was like, what is going on? I've always been that athlete of just always pushing through. I knew something was wrong before going to Colorado because I was doing drills and uh, doing CrossFit and working out. And I was just completely wiped out after every single workout that I had. And it was it was just weird that, you know, my parents were thinking that it was weird and finding out that I had cancer in this diagnosis, I was just more in more just in complete shock of like, really like me out of, out of all people. That's what I was thinking. Um, but for some reason I didn't, I wasn't worried. I wasn't scared, um, that about this. I was just like, it, I kind of put myself in game mode. Like this is going to, this is going to happen and this is what we're, we have to do and I'm going to get through it. So, so you go in, you have the surgery, the doctors mm -hmm. are able to remove a mass from your liver, but then there's yeah. a setback. Can you tell the listeners what they later discovered? Yes. So um, for about a year later after my surgery, I was completely clean, had no um, cancer, no tumors in my liver. Um, and then a year later, they saw that I had three new tumors that appeared in about a month and a half, two months. And um, so during that time, they did not know what to do. They did not know how fast that this cancer was growing, um, how what they needed uh, treatment wise to do, because there is really no cure for my type of cancer because it's so rare. Um, so at the time, uh, they're like, okay, well, we're going to do, we're going to try this. This is kind of what worked for, I was kind of like the guinea pig in the situation. So I also had to do many treatments, many uh, procedures to hopefully kill off the tumors in different ways. Um, I did have, I was septic one time. I almost had three organs almost fail. Um, so just many things that were happening. Um, so yeah, that's what, that was a major setback. And um, just having those surgeries, I just was not able to be the person, the athlete that I wanted to be on the field and off the field as well. I wasn't able to do the things that I loved in life. So all the while you're going through this and you enroll in college at Cal State Fullerton, which mm -hmm. is where you and I met. I'm obviously an alumni from there, graduated in 2003. You're currently a student athlete there playing softball. Mm -hmm. And I have the privilege to work with you and Coach Kelly Ford and your great teammates with the Cal State Fullerton softball program. And, you know, all the while, while this is going on, you continue to pursue your dreams as a college softball player and an athlete. What was it like to take the circle having to deal with all these health issues and everything else that you've got going on in your life. Yeah. Um, so going, going back before college, I just want to say this, um, but going back before college, right after I was, um, had my first surgery, my first uh, liver resection, um, they actually, I told the doctors, I said, I want to play softball again. And they said, we're not really sure if you're actually going to be able to play softball, especially with what you're going through. And that was kind of a big shocker. Cause you know, obviously softball was my entire life and is my entire life. And I was sure. like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, 
I'm talking to the doctors. Um, I said, I still want to play and I'm going to do whatever I can to play. So a month, I think a month and a half after my uh, procedure, I was pitching back on the softball field in high school and being able to step on the softball field in college, um, especially with all this that I'm going through, it's definitely just an incredible and amazing feeling. And I knew in myself, I had the, you know, the confidence and the strength and the courage that I knew I was actually going to be playing college softball, no matter what setback, no matter what obstacle that I face in life. And I think this was, it was just incredible to be able to uh, step on the softball field. My first debut was freshman year and like the first game of the season, Coach Ford put me out there on the field. And it was just an amazing feeling to be out there with the girls and to be on that softball field and to be playing with the team across my chest. Um, uh, And then that was just, you know, it's just a dream. It's the school of my dreams. So definitely was incredible and an amazing feeling. Taylor, when you're out there competing, and you're out there in the circle, is there a time where you just get lost in the game and it's like going back and being a little kid again and it's just kind of like Taylor Dawkins, a softball player, and you're, you're not concerned about health or cancer or anything else that you got going on? You just get to kind of play and escape from the everyday grind? Yeah, I think that's honestly every single day. Every day that I step foot on the softball field, whether it's a game, whether it's at practice, just to be around my girls, uh, they definitely – um, have like the jokes and have the personality to make me forget everything that's going on in my life. Uh, when I'm out there on the softball field playing with games or uh, just, you know, throwing batting practice or uh, my uh, bullpens, I think just it's just me out there and it's just me having fun and doing what I absolutely love to do in life. And it's just a goal that I've always had to be playing college softball and just to not have those worries or those feelings of, Oh, when's my next chemo treatment or uh, what, you know, when's my next, next surgery. It's just, I never think about that when I'm out there, it's just me and the game and I'm just having so much fun out there. And it's just definitely a very uh, nice cleanser to have in my life. You know, and as good of a softball player as you are, and, you know, being a Gatorade state player of the year is really impressive. Being a Gatorade national player of the year is, is unbelievable. I mean, that, there's one, one mm-hmm. high school softball player. What year did you graduate high school? 2017. Two. So in 2017, Gatorade says Taylor Dawkins is the national player of the year, the best player in the country. There's one of them. And the amazing thing is, Taylor, is as good as you are at softball, the thing that impresses me the most about you is that magnetic personality and the truly inspiring outlook on life that you have. Where does this positivity come from? Honestly, my honestly, my faith. Um, I have to put God first. And um, just with everything that I've been going through in life and what I have gone through, he's always been there for me. And I'm definitely a big, huge person of faith, hope, and um, just perseverance in life. And no matter what life throws at me, I know I'm going to overcome that. And I just stay positive. I think everything is about attitude in life and having that positive attitude. You can overcome anything that you want. And that just definitely sits on my heart. And I would tell anyone that in life, uh, just to keep pursuing their career, no matter how hard that it might it may get or how challenging it may get, it's all in the mindset and all just about having that positive attitude. 
Attention athletes, coaches, and parents of athletes. Mental performance is the key to unlocking unshakable confidence, forging unbreakable mental toughness, and gaining an almost unfair edge over the competition. So why are so many athletes leaving their mental performance training up to chance? And why are so many coaches flat out ignoring it? Look, if you're an athlete and you know you can perform at a higher level than you currently are, but you're not sure what's missing, or if you're a coach or parent who's tired of seeing your athletes fall short of their potential because they lack confidence or mental toughness, and you're looking for a step-by-step program that they can use to master the mental game, you're in exactly the right place. I'm Brian Kane, world-renowned mental performance coach, and I've had the privilege to work with Olympic athletes, MMA world champions, Major League Baseball Cy Young Award winners and Heisman Trophy winners on closing the gap from where they were to where they wanted to be in mental performance. And now, with my 30 Days to Mental Performance Mastery for Athletes program, you can get the same training that's helped these world champions close the gap from where they were to where they wanted to be and needed to be to win. Head over to briancane.com and click on Athletes to get started today. And Taylor, I'll say in my, my 20 plus years of doing this work and mental performance with high school and college athletes, professional athletes all over the country, you are, you are as positive as a athlete as I've ever met. And I think the other, other thing that you have that is off the charts good is your focus. I mean, your focus as an athlete and your ability to just kind of, whether it's in the classroom engaged in what we're doing or in a practice or in a competition, you know, how, how do mental performance techniques and some of the things that we've maybe worked on with the team, how do those play into your journey, both as a softball player and as a person? Um, I think definitely, I don't know, meeting you, honestly, Brian Kane has been the best thing ever. I look up to you so much and just the knowledge that you have for everything, um, just in life and in softball. I mean, becoming that great person is definitely huge and um, number one, but also becoming that great athlete and having that mindset. Um, I do everything for my teammates. Um you, you know, you only need everyone. That's what I always need. That's what I always think of. Um, but no, just always doing everything for your teammates and just being that person that they can look up to as well. Um, in life, I just always want to be like that person that's always okay, ready and ready to go and just excited about everything that I learn, especially just the mindset and the mental performance of games and just becoming a better person is always exciting to me. So I think definitely just working with my teammates and having that positive mindset and just working really hard all the time um, just to show people that they can look up to me and I can definitely be that that person that they can go to whenever they need something. And, and Taylor, how does your training as an elite athlete coming up through the ranks of, you know, the hotbed of softball in Southern California and how does your training as an elite athlete, how has that helped you to prepare both mentally, physically, and emotionally in this battle that you're going through with cancer? How has being an athlete helped you with that? Um, I think it's helped tremendously, honestly, um, just having that hard mindset. I think definitely being a pitcher and being in the circle, you know, it's definitely a hard position to be a pitcher because you're having so much thought throughout uh, the game and you're always thinking of what to do next, how this pitch is going to work. Um, and just having that strict mindset of this is a business and this is what I have to do on the field for my teammates. And I've always had that since I was a little kid and just having that embedded in me uh, of just getting stuff done. Um, it definitely has helped 
you know, going through my treatments, um, being that person that I want to be, um, and just being that strong-minded person throughout life definitely has helped me, especially just with the sports and just having that, um, that mindset that I'm going to just get stuff done and I'm going to do whatever I can to overcome anything that's thrown my way. You know, for the listeners, just so they realize the impact that Taylor has on people and and the energy and the positivity, Uh, one of her coaches, an assistant coach has got her name tattooed, has Taylor's name tattooed on her body as a form of inspiration and a form of motivation. And Taylor, how have your experiences battling cancer and becoming a role model for myself, for your teammates, for your staff, for your fans, how has that affected your outlook on life and how you approach and tackle every day, maybe compared to before your diagnosis? Yeah. Um, So many people have told me that, you know, I'm such an inspiration and the things that I do is so inspiring. And um, they just, you know, they always ask me why, like, how, how do you, how are you able to do this? How are you able to pitch a bullpen after having chemo uh, the day before? Honestly, you know, just my faith, honestly, and just having that strength and that hope of I'm going to get through this. Um, especially before I was diagnosed, I just, you know, was playing. I didn't really think about life, you know, like ahead. And I was just, you know, just living my life to what I wanted it to be. But this definitely being diagnosed is just definitely, um, made me become a little bit more stricter in just my person that I am in life. And just to take every minute and second, not for granted, and just to live life the best that I can. And I think just with everyone that has followed me and told me that I'm such an inspiration, I just want people to know that they can be an inspiration too, because, you know, just to, it's all about attitude and just to stay positive, you know, even though that it's hard to be diagnosed with cancer or diagnosed with a serious illness, it doesn't mean that your life just stops completely. You have to keep moving forward and you have to keep progressing each day because no one's promised tomorrow. And, um, just to keep living life as they can and, um, live life like, you know, they're dying tomorrow, honestly. And that would be what I would have to say for that. You know, and, and right now, Taylor, with the world the way it is with the Corona virus, you know, a lot of people are going through some difficult times right now and going through some struggle and mm-hmm. having a difficult time staying present and, and going one pitch at a time. You know, it's easy to, to think about their circumstances and to get distracted from the moment. And, you know, you've been battling this for a long time. What's the key for you to remaining present, remaining so positive and optimistic that you would share with others during this difficult time of of the coronavirus? Yes. Um, I actually have been thinking about this a lot. Um, You know, you see people definitely, you know, fighting for their lives now, Um, sick ones or even just ones uh, that are going out to the grocery store and wearing masks, like they're scared to death to get this virus. And I look at it as in, I've been fighting uh, what I've been going through uh, every single day for three years now, almost three and a half. And just to look at what people are now going through and what I have been going through, um, you know, just honestly, you have to just stay positive. And honestly, if you do get the virus, just to, I know it, it may be hard. And I, I know that what you're, what you're going to have to go through is very difficult, but just to keep pushing through and never give up. Um, even with chemo treatments that I have, um, going to the hospital, it sucks and I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. And I think just having that mindset of like, okay, I'm just going to get this done and not 
be negative about the situation. If you go negative, it's just going to bring you down, especially being in quarantine. People can get very negative about being home or just, you know, restless about having to stay home all the time. But just to get out and just to smell the fresh air, even going for a walk just definitely lightens my mood and will just help in in a lot of ways of just not letting this affect you too much. You know, and Taylor, there's a lot of people who are hearing this and they found themselves in difficult situations in their own lives. And I think for the people that are listening to this, that are going to be inspired by your outlook, is there anything else that you would say to encourage them during their own tough seasons? Um, just to honestly, just keep pushing through. Um, stay positive as much as you can. Uh, like I said, no one is promised tomorrow. So even though you may have a certain thing that you're going through or a difficult time, just to um, do stuff that makes you happy and makes and do something that's new or exciting that you want to learn that keeps yourself busy and motivated to actually do something. I know people, some people can't get out of bed and can't walk or um, be able to do the things that we are blessed to do every single day. And I'm just thankful that I'm able to even get out and I don't have to be hooked up to a monitor or anything. So um, definitely just doing stuff that you love and find stuff that you are interested in will just um, definitely lighten the mood and um, just keep your attitude definitely um just positive and don't go down that negative path because once you go down that negative path, it's just, it's not going to work out for you. Taylor, is there anything that, that, that your, your life experience so far and what having, having cancer has maybe taught you that you might have never even uncovered or learned about yourself or about life if you had not gone through those challenges? Um, I would have to say, you know, being in the hospital, um, a few times having to go in and being admitted. Um, seeing those little kids, because I am still in pediatric because my oncologist is, is pediatrics. I know I'm like older than pediatrics, but I'm still there and I get to see all the little kids um, that are in ICU or um, going through that difficult time. And th there is this little girl the last time I was in the hospital and having her walk in and she gave, she made me this flower bouquet thing and a headband. And it was like the cutest thing ever. She had the biggest smile on her face, but she had no hair. Um, she looked very sick because of all the chemotherapy treatments that she was going through. And it just gave me that remembrance of, wow, she's going through this, but she has the biggest smile on her face. And I think anyone, especially my age, and older would look at that and be like, wow, she is so tough. She's still playing. She's still making stuff. She's still doing the stuff that she loves, the smile on her face. And she's going through this such a hard time in her life. And that just definitely has stuck out to me to just see the kids that are in the hospital and what they have to go through. And just they're still living life like nothing is wrong. And I feel like a lot of people can um, use that and can take that into consideration, especially with their hardships and what they're going through. Amen. You can learn a lot by young people and their resolve and their positivity and how they handle situations, can't you? Yes, definitely. <laughs> That's for sure. Taylor, what's the, what, what is the best advice that you've ever received or the best advice that you've kind of leaned on you know, dur during this battle with cancer and battling the pressures of being a student athlete? What's like the best piece of advice that you think that you've gotten? Um, when I first got diagnosed, uh, one of the spe uh, special um, 
advocates, special life advocates for the kids, um, they would always come in every single day. And there's always this one lady that would always come in and her name's Misty. And she would always talk to me about how I'm feeling, um, what I needed. And she always told me, um, that you can either rise above this and be positive and overcome this cancer and you can pursue life to what you want and, you know, have those dreams and those goals, or you can go to the bottom. And obviously going to the bottom is what you think what will happen. And I so I told her, I said, I'm going to rise above this and this is not going to stop me. This cancer is not going to beat me. I'm going to overcome anything that is thrown my way. And that's definitely something that I always think about. And always, if I'm going through a hard time, and I know I have my tough days, but when I think about that, I'm like, wow, I can do a lot more. There's a lot of people that probably have it tougher than me, and I am able to get out. I'm able to get out of bed and just keeping that mindset of like, okay, I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to rise to the top um, is definitely one of the best um, things that I could ever probably take away from um, definitely this whole adventure that I've been on. Every day I talk with coaches and trainers who ask some version of the same question. How can I get my athletes to stay focused and calm under pressure when the game is on the line? How can I help my clients make better decisions even when it's hard? How can I get my clients and athletes to refocus and get back on track when they mess up their diet, miss a workout, make a bad play or have a bad game, and not let one failure spiral into more struggles? I'm Brian Kane, and for the past two decades, I've been a mental performance coach to some of the top coaches, athletes, and performers on the planet. And now, I've created a Mental Performance Mastery Coaches Certification Course to teach you every strategy and technique that I've honed over the past two decades to help my clients and athletes close the gap from where they were to where they want to be and win including UFC world champions, Olympic medalists, Heisman Trophy winners, Cy Young Award winners, and Major League Baseball. It's worked for them, and it will work for you. Head over to briancane.com and click on Certification and join our team of Mental Performance Mastery Certified Coaches and helping your clients and athletes achieve results that they've only dreamed of with our 10 Pillars of Mental Performance Mastery System, helping you and your clients close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. You know, and Taylor, I've had the privilege of meeting your parents, and I'm sure they're going to have the chance to listen to this podcast. How important have they been for you throughout this whole process? Because there's going to be parents listening to this podcast that I, I think you know, talking about the importance of the role of a parent and, and their, their impact through all of this. What, what has that been like for you having such great parents? Oh gosh, they are definitely my rock throughout um, this whole journey. Um, I, I have a brother and a sister, but I, I, they're my half brother and sister. So I'm kind of like the only child and my dad's only child. And they're pretty much all I have. Um, especially when I go through all this treatment, that's who's there for me. That's who uh, takes care of me. My mom is always uh, next to me every, every single day. She's always like, what do you need? She's always on me about taking my vitamins, taking my medication. And, um, just having them there is just incredible. Um, they go to every single doctor's appointment. They go to every scan. They're just always there for me. And I think having those parents that are just um, so open with you, you can talk to them about everything. is just really awesome. And just to have that great relationship with them. We do a lot together and they honestly are like my best friends. Um, my mom is uh, everything. And um, just to... I can't take care of myself sometimes. So um, just to have them 
there to be able to do what I can't do uh, just really means a lot. And I just, I really can't thank them enough for what they do for me every, every day. And Taylor, with the current softball season, obviously you were playing for Cal State Fullerton currently. Mm -hmm. And in your, your sophomore season, junior season, what year was this for you athletically? This is my junior year. Yes. Your junior season. So now you get your junior season back. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. Yes. So you, so you have two more years of college softball. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's super, super exciting. And you know, if there's, if there's any benefit of the coronavirus season, it's that Taylor Dawkins gets one more year of softball. And you and your softball teammates and your coaches are listening to this and you, you know, you guys have won Cal State Fullerton softball with, uh, with head coach Kelly Ford. You've won four straight Big West Conference championships, one of the most mm -hmm. dominant softball programs, you know, right now in terms of, of how many teams in the country have won four straight conference championships. I don't know if there's another one, but the Titans <laughs> have done it. And for your teammates that are listening to this, for your coaches that are listening to this, for your future teammates that are listening to this, that will become Titans when the school year starts again, what message would you have for your coaches and your teammates just about the importance of team in softball? I think definitely, obviously team is a huge, there's no I in team, honestly. And I think we definitely need everyone coming, pe girls that are coming in, other girls that are on the team, the coaches, we definitely need everyone um, focused and ready to go uh, for the games coming up and just the practices too. We definitely need to be focused in the practices and just the little things always matter. And uh, we always have to pay attention to those little things because if we don't, then we know what happens. So I think honestly, um, just not to play individually. We definitely need to play as a team. And if something, you know, something happens, something messes up with one of the players, don't, you know, get frustrated at them and just keep pumping each other up um, and just always have each other's backs through this time. Um, being on the softball field, definitely our goal is to win the College World Series as well as the conference championship, but we want to get the, to the World Series. And I think we just definitely need to all play together as a team, stay focused, have the right attitudes, um, the mental, the mental part of it. And just like right now we're doing the map, uh, map, uh, map my run. I think everyone just needs to be a part of that. And just to really take that into consideration of, okay, we're going, we're going to get to this place, but we need everyone to do it. We can't, you know, lag and we can't, you know, forget about it. We have to do it and um, put our part in every single day. And Taylor, you talked about one only need everybody one pitch at a time. And this is one podcast episode that I know people are going to love. So Taylor, thank you for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule and joining us. And for the listeners, please be sure to connect with and follow Taylor and her story of greatness on social media. She's on Instagram at Taylor underscore Dawkins 16. That's at T-A-Y-L-O-R underscore D-O-C-K-I-N-S, the number 16. And my favorite on Twitter at 16 money. That's at 16-M-O-N-E-Y. Where does that one come from, Taylor? I used to be called Team Money in high school. And um, that's that's just, that nickname is sick. That's our stuck. So um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, Team Money out there. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, Taylor, you've had money today on the podcast. Thank you for coming on and looking forward to seeing you. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Mental Performance Podcast on the Ironclad Content Network. 
If you liked the show, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brian Kane Peak. I'll see you next time.